Welcome back, guys, to Austin Powers International Minute of Mystery, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, starting with the International Man of Mystery. I'm Johnny. I'm Melissa. And we have the center of the universe, Hal, back for this <laughs> this one. <laughs> you threatened and you came through. I like that. Well, you know, I'm a man a man of my word. I'm a woman <laughs> she is. of my word. She is a man <laughs> of her word. It's a man, baby. This is just getting, <laughs> getting more and more awkward all the time. Although that, we're going to let her talk all the time tomorrow. And I'm going to sit here oh, in yeah. stony, awkward silence. It's okay. If I mean, if it wasn't awkward, it wouldn't be our podcast. I feel like that's true. <laughs> um, at least you didn't have the minute about the penis pump. That could be worse. There were like it's... two full minutes of penis pump talk. Well, yeah. So, you want to start us off for minute twenty? What are we? Yeah, 24? minute twenty-four. Um, it begins inside the jumbo jet. So it's a very tricked-out jumbo jet. It's it is like indeed. A bachelor pad in the sky. It is. And it is, uh, if anybody's wondering, it is a Boeing uh, 747-200. And there's a little problem with seeing it in this movie. Because this airplane was stored, right? Sort of while he was frozen? For yeah. 30 years. For 30 years? <laughs> yeah. If we, yeah. Yeah, because he had it in 1967. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> see, the Boeing 747 didn't exist until 1969. Oh no! So what are we going to do about that? What? How do we? Uh, how do we get past continuity. that? Um, continuity is not Austin Powers' strong suit. That's fair. So <laughs> um, I can understand I, that. I don't have a real answer for you, unless Except somebody they swapped were... out his jet in 1969 while he was frozen. Maybe they got like be, an upgraded one. Yeah, number two could have upgraded it and then just sort of put it back into storage because I didn't really see. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't see them. Although, why would number two be helping Austin Powers? Um, <laughs> yeah, not 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 number you know, two, Basil. Basil, yeah. Basil Exposition. That yeah. is the best name for any character in history. Oh, absolutely. Too, by the way. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you this because it has bothered me since I brought it up as a question for myself, and I could not find the answer. Res. Um, just as a ballpark to see if you knew, um, how much would a private jet cost in 1967? Wow. You know, that's a, that's actually a really good question. Um, let me see if I've got a number on like what a 747, because nobody would have had a uh, a 747 back then. But uh, looking through my notes, I have it. So a 747-200, well, 747-100, which is right before this model, and there wasn't a lot of changes. Uh, 747-100 in $1967, which is when they were taking pre-orders for them, was $24 million dollars. Whoa. Wow. So jumping up to 1997, by then that was, what did we figure? It's about not quite five times, so probably around 100 million bucks and $97. And that's about Please. seven times today, so 150 some million dollars for 747. Does that sound that's right? That's insane. So, um, granted, in, in the 60s, nobody was flying airliners as private jets. Um, I worked at uh, at Microsoft for many, many years, and the co-founder, Paul Allen, had two Boeing 757s, and I think he still does have those. So he could afford it, but, uh, well, yeah. you know, Austin Powers, probably not. Austin Powers would have been flying, I would say something like a Learjet, but that's too American for him. So he would have been flying, I'm going to just go on a limb and say he would be flying a Hawker Sidley 125. And it's got its a great name for a company, Hawker Sidley. 
It's just that's that it, is a cool name. It's, it sounds it's very British. British. Yeah, it's very British. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does. I kind of assumed that like maybe the British government like footed the bill on the jumbo jet, like because he's an international man of mystery. So. True. Yeah, he works for like the Ministry of Defense, right? But then I think they would have gotten in my mind in my world in like 1967 they would have footed the bill, but he would have had to do the whole decorating thing himself. Right. They wouldn't have done. The bill for that. They wouldn't have paid for like the the sexy flight attendants and stuff and the spinning bed. With the cliche leopard sheets and also the fully stocked bar? No, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I'm trying to remember, do we ever see anybody going up and down stairs in this airplane? Not... I don't not I don't, in these scenes. not in these minutes. I don't think in these minutes we do. I don't remember if we do later, because that's the know. defining feature of the seven forty seven. Is got an that upstairs? it's got an upstairs? There's a spiral staircase. Listen, that, that's uh, cool. Which is very cool. Like that. <laughs> yeah, when you can you can see it if you look at the or when we first see the jet with that paint scheme and everything else. Which, by the way, they did not paint a real seven forty seven with those colors for the movie. It's actually a nicely done sort of CG paint job applied to stock footage of an older older 747 but it's got this really distinctive hump toward the front of the airplane and uh, there's a few a small row of windows up there and that's the first class lounge Ooh. Oh. So. kind of bums me out that they didn't like pimp out that that plane right yeah to look like awesome like a, powers. a yeah. real plane <laughs> yeah and then like let them to keep it <laughs> somebody keep it here it's a, it's a gift know, let a my buyers have it it's a souvenir from the production here's a 747 yeah exactly so, for, oh, go for one of the later uh, the later movies, um, Richard Branson, who runs you know the whole Virgin, Virgin. brands, he had uh, had Virgin Atlantic take one of their seven forty seven four hundreds, the much newer ones, and all of their airliners. This was pretty common with most airlines, but the airliners will have an individual airplane will have a nickname, and uh, the so they did one. They did one that was just called Austin Powered, as in the airplane is Austin Powered. Oh my God. And so there's a picture of Mike Myers in character painted on the front of the airplane. I think probably larger than life size. That's really and silly. So it really is. And so they flew that around for quite a while. And you you would just be, you know, sort of randomly at a, you know, at a terminal at Heathrow and walking out to get to your airplane. You look out the jetway window and there's Mike Myers laying there, I think, in his red velour. Oh, my God. Velour oh my suit. God. So that, that would have been pretty my cool. life. So uh, I think that airplane's long since been repainted, but the, you can still find uh, sure. little die, die-cast models of it out there. That's awesome. I want one of those I kind of wish I got to fly on that plane, right? I, I'm I'm thinking there's some eccentric billionaire out there that might resonate with Austin Powers and really want to recreate that jet I, at some point. They really might. So I was, uh, if, if you want to know this, if you want more HAL trivia, I was sort of kind of technically named after a jet airliner. So, really? so I go by Hal, but my, my first name is, a, it's a Scandinavian spelling of Harold, H-A-R-A-L-D. And as the story goes, um, so my parents used to, my parents were both, both worked for United Airlines. Although my mom worked there long enough ago that she had to quit when she got married because you weren't allowed to be married and be a stewardess in the late fifties. Oh. So just let that bit of barbarism soak in for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, they used to go to, uh, Copenhagen every year on vacation. And she was pregnant with me, and they were trying to decide between Harold and one other name. And they got on the airplane, and they, just like I said, you imagine walking on this Virgin Atlantic 747, but they got on a, on an SAS, a Scandinavian Airways DC-8, and there right on the nose, that individual airplane was called the Harold Viking. 
And oh, so wow. they said, okay, well, that's going to be you. So no wonder that I, that I became the lifelong airplane nerd that I did. Aww. Right. So, <laughs> that's so cute. And that airplane kept flying for SAS for many years. And then it was in Miami as a, serving as a freighter. And then I think in, it was about 15 years ago. And I was so sad about this is when I found out. But they, they, uh, they cut it up for scrap. Oh, no. So, so now I'm going to just, I'm going to sob quietly through the rest of the Aww. episode. You guys <laughs> okay, just go well, on. Just pretend just, I'm not here. Oh, just Aww. hear tiny whimpers from the yes. so the background. Um, exactly. I realize that Austin is good at many things. Um, decorating planes, mm-hmm. um, being debonair, um, having Mojo Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not good at paperwork. <laughs> No, he's he's really not. Not at all. So let me ask you this. As as women, does that make him less attractive to you? That he can't do paperwork? Right. That that he made the, the sex, yes, please, joke? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, it does. It makes him less um, attractive for sure. I mean, the teeth really just hammer at home. But Yeah, that's, like an, <laughs> that's honestly enough. Um, but it shows that he can't get serious. Yeah, even in the most serious of times. That's true. Although, again, being fair, he's been frozen. So to him, the yes, please joke might feel kind of fresh and clever. He may be thinking he's the first man in history to make that joke. (laughs) Oh, boy. Honestly, you're probably right. It's very sad. I now this is not me defending that behavior. (laughs) Let's be really clear. That's okay. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's all right under any circumstances. But if you chide somebody about that and they come back with, hey, frozen 30 years, you, you do feel like you want to give them a little slack. That's true. Vanessa does so, try. Yeah. Yeah, true. she does. She, does she doesn't try. like immediately dispi- dismiss him. She like kind of right. giggles. And then she's like, oh, that's hopefully that's a side effect from the cryopreservation or like whatever. Oh, that's like, that's way that's, after. No, that's that's like in next minute. the next the minute. minute. That's tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. That's for even worse behavior. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I do want to point out, though, that um, Austin made her, like, a drink from, like, Captain Morgan, and she smelled it and then just, like, set it down. Like, she's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> I wouldn't drink it either. I wouldn't either. And she's probably too classy. She's a, she's a gin drinker, I feel. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Probably, yeah. Cause she's I could see that easily. Yeah. So I know that uh, that her mom, the original Mrs. Kensington, isn't in this minute, but I don't, I don't know if you guys have talked about her at all um but do you know do you know her inspiration and i'm not trying to give you a test i just want to make sure we haven't gone over this but the inspiration no. for mrs kensington we actually haven't gone over it okay so there was a uh, there was a great tv show that uh, ran from 1961 or so to 69 but it got amazing in 1965 uh, called the avengers no connection to the big movie franchise or anything <laughs> else and it was uh, it was this quirk incredibly quirky very funny, unbelievably, like unbearably stylish 60s spy show made in the UK and starred Patrick McNee. And then he had a series of sort of sidekicks and co-stars. In 1965, they cast a woman named Diana Rigg, who you can now see as a super old lady in, in Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Oh, She played a character named Emma Peel, and she was named that because the show needed more man appeal it needed oh, some m no. and they needed to appeal to men more and so she was you know she's this elegant lithe uh 
very, very classy British woman. She was his sidekick, and there was always this unbelievable but completely unspoken sort of romantic tension between the two. But he never even addressed her by her first name. She was Mrs. Peel to him. Oh. And, uh, and she wore that black leather cat suit, um, always wore these really stylish, very, very mod clothes. And the show was, like I said, it was funny. It was sort of adventurous, um, had very, very low budget. So sometimes it's really austere. There was little science fiction elements. One time they would fight robots. But Steed was a professional spy, and she was introduced as Emma Peel, talented amateur. And <clears throat> So, and we never really knew anything about her husband, except we see the back of his head in the final episode that she's on, and they drive off together, and and so Steed and, and Mrs. Peel, you know, sort of look at each other and realize nothing's ever going to happen, and it's, I just, it, you're not supposed to, but I just cry my eyes out Aww. when I get to that uh, that part of the, the show, but they're, every episode, they sort of, they look at each other, they're smirking at each other, there's this little, little looks, and... Even as a little kid, I would I would watch this. My dad and old and my older brothers were big fans, and we watched this in reruns. Even as a little kid, I was picking up on this and thinking, I just want those two to like each other, even though I didn't really know what that that meant. Oh, is there any is there any way to watch this show still? Yeah, I mean they've they've done DVD releases, and I've got oh. all, all of those in my ridiculously oversized library. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Netflix and or Amazon has some Avengers episodes. Ooh, perfect. So look for Avengers uh, episodes with Diana Rigg as Emma Peel. Those are the most popular ones. And it was also during her tenure that the show, to give you an idea of how dated, it went from black and white to color while, uh, while she was on. That's amazing. She's actually my favorite character on Game of Thrones. She's oh, really? Lady, Lady Olenna Tyrell. Oh, yeah. 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 She's my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, so she did not look like that in, uh, in the mid-60s. Well, no, but she, so, I, like, when you were saying the little subtleties in her, like, the facial expressions. Right. Like, she still has that, like, sly look in her eyes. Oh, yeah. She uh, still like, has it's all really, that charisma. And it's her, really cool. her daughter is an actress, too, and is very reminiscent of her mother. So, I uh, saw her, there was a really, really hilariously weird little show called The Detectress about these sort of sad sack middle-aged British men who use metal detectors and try to find fortune. As they wander <laughs> around. And uh, Diana Rick has a small role in it, playing the mother of her real daughter, who's the wife of one of the guys. Aw. All right. I'm definitely picking up the Avengers. I, I want to so, see her in her glory. I think you'll, you'll see lots. You'll see immediately. And just that whole thing where he only calls her Mrs. Kensington. And, and you know, there was never really anything between them. But it was sort of unspoken. That's 100% taken right from the Avengers. Oh, I love that. Wow. So, the more Thank you, you know. for that bit. You're right? And That's we need that. Awesome. Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, I never <laughs> would have known that. <laughs> um I'm I literally am writing this down right now. Do you can I have your pen? Because I'm gonna forget. Can, can you get the pen really close to the mic so we can hear the yeah. sound of it oh, scratching on I paper? Could, I wish I could scratch I'm gonna scratch. Nope, it's not going to scratch. I wish I had one that was scratchy. Sorry, it's a pretty nice pen. It's a pretty <laughs> pen. I'm sorry, it's a pretty nice pen. And boom, hat number four, right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a pretty nice pen. Um, what is it possible to have a hat trick with more than three? Oh, are we going for a double hat trick? Uh, Ooh, that that calls for like a hat with the little propeller on top of it. Yes, it does. Oh, indeed. of it's course, a spe- very special hat. It's it's a very special hat. <laughs> um, I 
He just gets so weird after this. Um, yeah, he turns into uh, he turns into an asshole. Honestly, yeah, well, because yes, he, he he yeah he asks her what a hot chick like her is doing working for the Ministry of Defense, and she goes into like how like amazing she is. Yeah, yeah. she's a fuck. She's like, kick ass. She's talking about like she went to Oxford. She excelled in many subjects. She specialized in foreign languages, but she really just wanted to travel. And he just cuts her off. And is like, listen, like, why don't we just go back in the it, go, go in the back and shag? Right. It's like, like you oh, didn't want to talk to me. You didn't want to hear me. You just wanted to look at me and then move on. Like, she's so cool. Men are and jerks. Really cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Men are terrible, terrible people. Just Almost all of them. Almost all <clears> of them. <laughs> uh, well, the center of the universe, Hal, is not a one of them. Thank Not you for that. You're I'm, I'm glad we finally have confirmation to this. It's public. It's reported. <laughs> it's It'll last confirmed. forever on the internet. <laughs> tell, yep. your, um, tell your wife, re- replay that specific thing anytime. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just, I'll have <laughs> it on look. my phone. It'll be, it'll be ready at a moment's notice. Um, there you go. Not to derail again, one other very quick thing I should have mentioned about the, the Avengers, the TV show. So before Diana Rigg came on, there was an actress named Honor Blackman. And the Avengers, uh, kind of, she played Kathy Gale, and she was fantastic. But but Diana Rigg just changed everything about that show. She changed, frankly, Diana Rigg changed a lot of things for women in roles like this because she was absolutely never helpless. She was good at martial arts and could shoot and everything else. And she she needed to be rescued, but so did he just as much. But anyway, Honor Blackman, this actress, she was discovered on the Avengers, and she left the show so she could go play. Pussy Galore in the movie Goldfinger. So I was going to say her be, name like is in my brain for some reason. Right. <laughs> so she was she was the third Bond girl, and I think she's at least arguably probably the most famous of all the Bond girls. Is at least that character. So certainly of the the first several movies in the sixties. So there's another little Avengers James Bond tie, and now we can go back to talking about how men are jerks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I have I didn't know that there were this many euphemisms. Yeah, that's that's all I got out of the this minute and the next minute of right. like all these euphemisms. Yeah, he tries to blame hit his that whole outburst on being frozen for thirty years because he needs to see if his uh, bits and pieces are still working. Uh, beats? Did I say beats? Beats? Bits and bits, bits and, and pieces. <laughs> Woof. Oh, now say steel mill. Oh my god. <laughs> No, <laughs> Johnny, don't say it. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, and then See, meat, and two, meat, and, meat and two veg. Had no yes. idea that that was a thing. And wedding tackle. Have no idea. What is I, a wedding tackle besides a penis? I was like, uh, I plead the fifth. I'm not going <laughs> to answer this. Exactly. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> How? please show us on the podcast where the girls made you uncomfortable. Oh, um, sorry. No. And See, I, I always took that version. to mean like like uh, you have a tackle box when you go fishing, so you have just like all this equipment. I always thought it was that kind of tackle. Okay, I could see that. But I spent very time little wedding. time thinking about that. Right. Like, almost none. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I mean, like I never, I guess I never thought about it. But like now that like now that I'm you know criticizing it, I wrote it down. I'm like meat and two veg. What vegetables is he talking about? (laughs) It's best to not potatoes. What is this? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's probably best to not question it. Uh, This was the two minutes in the the whole movie, 
uh, so far that they never thought we were going to observe minute by minute ever. Right. So. <laughs> well, and you can tell by the cuts, too. They did, you know, they did about multiple takes and, you know, Mike was just, Myers was just riffing this whole time. You get a lot of that through the movie itself, but, but uh, my goodness, meat and two veg. Yeah, maybe he ma- made up wedding tackle. Maybe. That could be. Who knows? Have, have you Googled it? Uh, I'm afraid to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> perfectly honest. I Yeah, I already Your have Google enough stuff is. in my Google history. I don't need to Google wedding tackle. I'm all right. Can you hear me <laughs> typing? Because I'm going in. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not doing an image search, just to be okay, clear. Good. Oh, okay. Is your safe search on? It's probably yeah, just safe search is on. <laughs> It's, I can't uh, always in the room with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only your cats are allowed in the room with you while you do this. <laughs> so, I mean, it means exactly what we think it means, and it doesn't look like it was made up for this. Oh. Okay. But uh, how's this for strange? There was a. It sounds like apparently a very bad British comedy in two thousand called The Wedding Tackle. Oh no! And the main character's name. Are you ready? Austin. No. No. Mike. Right. It? Nope. You're not ready. You're not even close no. to ready. The main, the main character's name is Hal. <gasps> Are you serious? I am serious. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. But no, I still don't want to see this movie. Yep. Is it like a football movie <laughs> involving weddings? <laughs> right? It does not appear to be the case. No. It's, no, it's uh, like and like an adult it, it does film. look like wedding tackle is very, very British slang, which, which oh, makes okay. sense. It's like meat and two sense. veg and all that. Right. But uh, wow. you know, Hal is a photographer and... That's that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to say about that. Yep. Right. All righty then. Wow. Well, we're going to so, hear, what, like one more? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. One more in, the, in minute 25. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be tomorrow. We're going to make you guys wait a whole day to find out the last euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's going to be Hal's silent episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. I will just, I will just murmur every once in a while to let you know I'm still alive. Talk about the jumbo jet. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we can talk about, about the, the car a little bit. Oh yeah, we'll talk tomorrow. about the car in that minute. Oh yeah. Well, that's all I got for minute twenty-four. Same. So, don't forget to catch us on minute twenty-five, and don't forget, stay, stay groovy. groovy. Yeah! Hey, we did it! <laughs>